1: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicle podcast brought to you by Huntworth. Huntworth clothing for all types of weather, all types of terrain, all types of budgets. It's clothing that just works. Check them out at Huntworthgear.com. And right now they're having their winter sale. Everything is 20 to 50% off over there on the website. Huntworthgear.com. Definitely go over there and check it out. Um, If there's something that you've been looking at... um, Everything is on sale. So now would be the time to get that. Uh, I'm just going to do a quick overview, kind of like a solo podcast here. Uh, went to ATA uh, over the weekend, uh, helped out in the Latitude booth, and got to check out a lot of stuff. Um, this year was pretty busy. Uh, I was there for the setup at the Latitude booth all the way through till um, Saturday. I actually caught a ride back with the Latitude guys because of the weather and uh, didn't want to have to wait and see if my flight was going to get canceled. So checked out a bunch of different stuff and we're going to kind of go through uh, all of that. So for for me, when I am at the show, and you got to understand that this is not a consumer show. This is a dealer show. So everything there, is, you know, a lot of the dealers are buying volume and they're saying, you know some of the, some of the people that I talked to said that the dealers were just coming up to them and saying hey we got people coming in the shop asking about your product how much can we make on it it wasn't necessarily like show me your best stuff or like whatever um, it was like how much can we make and it wasn't any of the saddle stuff but so and there's a lot of things there that aren't finished so like as a consumer When we see products like the, um, in the past, like the lone wolf custom gear stuff that took a while to come out and they don't have exact weights. Um, we saw, you know, a few years ago with the, the tethered platform. And then that finally just came out this year. Um, you know, the latitude sticks and then the ordering and everything that goes on, went on with that, um, this is a show for you to say, Hey, this is what we're coming out with this year. Um, And I think it took me maybe up until this year um, to kind of realize that, that these things are like in the final stages of production, they're going to make a couple of tweaks. I think the first time was like the, the like Hawk micro stand that they had. And it was like, it's going to be around six pounds. And you're like, how do you not know what it's going to be? well, the retailers aren't looking at this stuff like with a fine tooth comb, like all of us mobile hunters and our us gear nerds. Um, they're just looking at, will somebody buy it? And can I make some money on it? So that's just kind of an idea of like what the show is. So like when I go in there and, uh, I had this conversation with Byron a little bit saying, what do I think is going to be some of the changes? Because there's only so many things that you can do in this space. And I think maybe I'm like far enough into it where even though I'm a gear guy, like I really have a pretty, pretty solid system. And I really do appreciate like the, my system, you know, you're going in there in the dark, you're setting up, you're climbing up to height and you know where everything is. Everything works. Um, right now I don't have too many, um, real hiccups or things that I don't like about my system. So it's, it's hard to go in there and say, okay, this is something that I'm going to need to have. Um, but that being said, um, some of the, th- I always look to like the mobile gear and kind of like our hunting. And there's a couple of things in here, like, like one of my favorite products, uh, from the show is, is definitely not something that's going to be for everybody. And, uh, it just kind of has its its own thing and I'll get to that, but from, from the mobile hunting side, we'll just kind of go through like the major companies. So, so Latitude, um, you know, I was there with them. They had a couple of different bow holders. They had their bite, uh, bow holder, which looks a lot like a folding, um, like it's the jawbone from, uh, BK outdoors, uh, very similar. It's folding. It's got a, a a gear hook on it as well. Um, it's big enough so that you can hang your bow on there with the, with the quiver on it. Um, but it has something that swings out that stabilizes it. Um, so it doesn't, uh, fall against the tree, uh, either way. So that was pretty cool. And it was very well received. Um, they also have a J hook really similar. Um, it's just a, a wider, shorter version of like Tethered has one that's kind of thin and long that, uh, they were doing videos. I think Greg Godfrey did a video making one out of Kydex. Um, so they had one of those for that style of, of, of Hunter, you know, where you take your quiver off and then you, you hang the bow there like that. Um, so those were the two things that they really released to the public. They do have a couple of saddles coming out, a really nice, um, like, uh, single panel saddle, uh, complete redesign of the classic. So it doesn't really have any of the features that the classic has super comfortable. Um, they're looking at putting it out in two different sizes and, uh, the regular size anyway is going to be right at $200 for that, for that saddle. Super nice. Uh, they're coming out with a Cadillac of saddles. Um, really nice, super comfortable. Um, that one's going to be more expensive up over that $300 price range. I don't remember the exact price point on that. Um, And then they have a couple of packs coming out. So they have like a hybrid style pack, um, like a very small early season scouting pack and uh, tons of Molly on that one. And they have a uh, all season pack, which is a pretty good size pack with uh, again covered in Molly, but it does have a removable uh, front panel on it so that you can, use it as a compression panel for, um, all of your, uh, cold weather gear, uh, all of that. And they also do have a tree stand suspension system. So they've got, you know, if you go back to when we were using the, the Molly two straps, um, and attaching those to, I had them on my Lone Wolf climber. Um, so some really nice, robust, um, shoulder straps and a waist, a hip belt. So, um, those were the things that they, they had coming out really really nice stuff like I said I really like the the saddles that they have um but they've got some reasons that they're not uh you know showing those off or or anything at this point but uh pretty cool stuff coming down the pike um trophy line they won number 3 uh for the innovative product award with their Uh, hyperlite sticks and platform so another example of you know having everything all set but the the prototype that's there isn't what's gonna come out and that's not a knock on on trophy line um their platforms and i think they may have had one that was correct uh shipped there but the the material is magnite so wasn't familiar with it they they were telling me about it that it is like a magnesium alloy if you've seen the expedition bows uh, their new expedition i shot one at uh, at TAC last year and that expedition did uh, come out with a couple different axle to axle length versions of that they had like a 30 or 30 and a half last year and like a 33 and they have like a 31 and a 36 and a 33 now they just have some other uh, length options but the material is super super light and it's super strong but it starts out as a powder and they can cast it so they electrify it and then they can flow it to cast it or they can um, crush it into a block a billet and machine everything out of it so this was all machined out of that. So their sticks were machined and they machined the platform, but the platform base is going to be cast. So they couldn't have the holes where they needed them. So they can't give you an actual weight on it. So that's not like a uh, cloak and dagger. They're trying to hide anything. It's just simply saying, look, the, the process that we made it isn't going to be the final process and it's going to have texture and all of that. And it's really light. Um, going to be in the, I think in the $300 range and then their sticks are, uh, they look very similar as far as the shape of the, the latitude sticks and they nest together a little bit differently. Like the way that I prefer them to nest, if you've been paying attention to the podcast for a long time, um, I like sticks that stack up instead of out now with the latitude sticks, I don't really have a problem with that because it, it's very minimal, Uh, But the trophy line ones, because of the material that they're made out of, are skeletonized steps. And then the standoff goes right through there. And then the standoffs actually stack up together um, with, like, incredible tolerances. So I, I was talking to Nick about that. And he said you can put hockey tape on there. And they still nest together. But, man, they nest together super, super tight where the standoffs are. There's plenty of room on the sticks themselves, uh, for stealth stripping or anything like that. Cause they are metal. Um, they do ting. Um, but the attachment method, they have wings that are machined in there that come off. They girth hitch on one side, just like the, um, latitude sticks. Uh, but instead they're using, um, a USA type attachment, um, that they actually girth hitch the, um, uh, the loop on the Prusik, and then they tighten it up that way. And it's a little different. It's a thinner line with a thicker Prusik instead of the other way around that we're used to. Um, and so it's the same ratio. And Nick said that makes it, uh, just as strong, but easier, um, to unlock. So, um, just a little bit different when you see those, take a look at them and that, uh, that's just something so you know really neat really nice uh they pack up really They're. i think that pack of those is going to be 450 bucks uh basically for four sticks and so when i first heard the price i thought it was for a pack of three so i was like man that is expensive um but they're right in that same ballpark as a b stick um or any of like the tethered one sticks by the time you get done with it and they're about that same like 16, 17-inch step length. Um, There is a little bit of flex side to side. So when you take a latitude stick, same shape. I mean, I I keep saying that only because it's the only thing. I mean, that's what they remind me of. Like, you were to make one of those out of metal, how would you improve it to, like, save weight? And I think that's exactly what Trophy Line did. I think they did a great job, except for it's just a flat step with a standoff instead of having everything into... Uh, step and standoff being identical. Um, but they do have a little bit of flex side to side when you when you grab them. So we'll see how that plays out um, over hard use. Uh, but trophy line is definitely doing you know their due diligence. So I, I'm not trying to dog that. I'm just saying that that's just making an observation. Um, and then they do have their Venatic saddle um, with an Amsteel bridge now. Um, and in First Light Camo. And I'm kind of going through that. And then so Tethered, Tethered uh, launched their Grit series. So if that name sounds familiar, you can imagine how that uh, went over. Um, but they said they were working on the name for quite some time. And uh, they couldn't tell anybody about it. So they have their... Uh, everything is called the workhorse series. So they have a saddle kit with the ropes the carabiners. Um, and the saddle is similar to their, um, lockdown. They, they had to name it. I think maybe it's called the hyper lock now. Um, similar saddle with the pouches. It doesn't have the yoke system, although you can, uh, use the yoke system with it. Um, 299 for that kit, uh, kind of like a rebranded, uh, predator platform, uh, with a different standoff is going to be around $175. And then they have a four pack of sticks. Um, that's $199 and the sticks, um, are pretty nice sticks. The, the way that they nest together, um, underneath the top stick or the top stand, uh, top step, they have, um, something that grabs onto the stick behind it. Um, and it is, is pretty slick. Um, it's a, it's a really nice way that they stack and then their, um, uh, like cable management system or whatever. Um, they have like a little mini button on the bottom, uh, where it wraps around and, uh, works out pretty slick. So they're going to sell a lot of those sticks. Um, I think that all that stuff, um, is just going to be for retail, not available on the website. I think it's all made out overseas. Um, but you're, you're able to, you know, have a complete saddle kit um, for 299, 199. So you're 500, 675 bucks. You'll have an entire.
0: Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com.
2: This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more.
1: saddle kit that's available retail. So, you know, it's one of those things where how do you uh, feel about that? Is it just, you know, rebranded stuff to make money or getting saddle gear to the masses? Um, You know, you guys can decide. uh, But one of the one of the best ways that I heard it put was, you know, for a long time in a big box store, you could go If you knew anything about saddle, if you didn't know anything about saddle hunting, but you had heard about it, the only option that you had was Hawk, um, in a big box store. So now, um, at the very least what they're doing and if they can get it into like a Bass Pro or something like that, um, it will be saddle hunting gear made by saddle hunting fanatics next to Hawk. So you're going to have a better, better option there. So. I mean that's that's the best way that I kind of saw it put and you know makes makes sense from from that uh that that perspective. Um one of the other things you know Trophy Line has their sister company Redline and Redline one of the things uh one of my favorite products um that I think is kind of for everybody. Is uh, the red line came out with a new, well, their new quiver is, is really nice. It's an upgraded one from the one that I have. And, uh, the arrows kind of go in the, the, um, where the arrows go in, how they go in is on an angle. Um, I was talking to him about, I've left arrows all over the country, uh, because stuff that I go through and my, my arrows always come out of the quiver, not just the red line, but, uh, I did have arrows falling out of the one that I have left and right, uh, because I'm using the micro diameter arrows and these ones go in, um, on an angle. Um, so it's kind of, and it goes forward. So as you're moving through the woods, it's less likely to come out. Um, so they did think about that and it's like $79 for a really nice quiver, um, you know, compared to, uh, some of the other options that are out there. So really like that, but they, they took, you know, some, Matthews has that, um, the square, uh, I can't think of what it's called now, I, all I can think is like hyperlock, but um, the bridge lock, I think, stabilizers, the rectangular ones. So what uh, Redline did is they have a stable stabilizer that's a similar shape to that, that I believe does fit in the bridge lock system, um, and they have their mount that allows you to adapt that style stabilizer to any bow. So you can just screw it into the front and use that stabilizer. And if you were to buy that, you could, and you had a Matthews bow, it would fit in your bridge lock. So it's just kind of like a middle finger to Matthews. um, I think for their, you know, few hundred dollar uh, stabilizers, It, it gives you another option. Um, at a much lower price point, I think like 80 bucks and a hundred dollars for, for the different offerings. And they have, um, they're, they're able to, uh, they put one of those on a back bar, um, all different stuff. So, and they did redo their torch site. Um, they have one without a light because, um, you know, so it's legal in all States and you can add it now, why it's still called the torch. I don't know. Cause it doesn't have a light. So, um, but other than that, um, it's a, it's a pretty nice site. Um, so one of, one of those things that was, that was pretty cool. Um, so that, but that, uh, stabilizer was one of the things that I thought was, was super cool from, from that. Um, I'm going through, I got a list here of all, all the stuff here. Um, a a few other things from the, the products, the, the number one product was the, the Stealth Rig. and Actually, one of our Patreons had sent me uh, information about it before we even went down there, so checking it out. Uh, real similar to, like, the concept of the Bow Spider, um, except for it's a magnetic plate and then a removable magnet um, that goes on your bow. And it's got a quick detach, so you can move it around. Um, and then a bino harness that's coupled with... Um, with that magnetic plate. So the Bino Harness has a pretty good spot for your phone, your binos, your release. It's got an accessory pouch with it. It's pretty cool. That that won the number one uh, innovative product um, at ATA. And it's one of those things where if I was the Bose Butter guy, I would be pretty upset um, because it's a, it's a really similar concept, uh, just magnetic versus, um, you know, going in that holster, but it's, it's pretty cool. It's a very strong magnet. Um, it's a little bit pricey. Um, uh, the whole setup, like, so with the bino harness, the pouches and the magnet is 275 bucks. The, the magnet itself is 150 bucks. And then just the like bino harness straps and plate if you want to use it on your bino harness um is 150 bucks so it's a little bit pricey um but all in all it is pretty slick uh veteran owned you know marine corps machine gunner um designed it so um you know veteran owned so super cool um you know always to see veterans in the space and especially to see him doing well. Uh, the number two product was the annihilator broadhead. Um, they have, so this broadhead is a single bevel. It's a bit wider and it's got two bleeders on each side machined into it. And those are designed to direct the broadhead straight through the tissue and prevent the spinning of the single bevel, which, I thought was the point of a single bevel. And we see that with like the Havoc, which is supposed to, you know, it, it stops at the, with the bleeders it stops rotation, any bleeders on a single bevel. Now the Helix have that too. So it's, I think it's just kind of where we're going with uh, increased cutting surface area. But um, yeah, so that, that one, number two, so it was the stealth rig, um the, broadhead and then the trophy line stuff and you know if you, everybody was saying they couldn't let saddle heading stuff have it three years in a row because it was tethered then it was latitude and then trophy line came in third so just one of those one of those things um, Magnus broadheads also uh, threw into the fray 150 grain um, broadhead 59 thousand thick um, st- same lifetime warranty um, it has I don't know. I guess when I see this shape of broadhead, I always think about the company, those big red bone broadheads. Um, but it's that shape, um, so it isn't like the the triangular, like three to one ratio, as uh, some of the other stuff from from Magnus. But uh, all the same, they're they're in there, no bleeders, um, super sharp. Uh, but that's what they've they've got. Um, so the 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 product that I. Th- that was the most interesting It's super expensive and only relevant to guys that can use an e-bike that are using an e-bike. But um, the company called compass carts came out with this e-bike trailer and the trailer is what it is, but the way that they have applied it. So it comes with a uh, trailer hitch that is standalone and then it has a track on it. So you just roll this cart up there and lift it up and it slides on super easy and then it locks onto this. And you can put a e-bike rack on top of it. You can put a kayak rack on top of it um for you know obviously not when you're traveling down the road but for transporting your kayak um it it's pretty cool and I think about it for and if you had a deer in there You could just do the same thing. So, you just roll your deer up to the trailer hitch, tilt it back, pull it up onto the track, it clicks in, you're all set. So, you've got uh, a bunch of options. And I think about like guys like Frank, right? So, Frank's got his e bike, he's killed a deer, you know, he's got to get his cart, he's got to get his bike, he's got all this stuff that he's got to do. Obviously, he's going to have some help, but still, I mean, The guy's 70 years old, still out there getting after it, still using his climber and a way to transport all of this gear and not have to lift all these heavy things that he, he have to do. Right. So that's just one of the, the many options, um, out there in carts. But like I said, it's, it's pretty slick and the way that it's set up, the way that it goes on there, um, you know, if, if. You got a lot of money, or uh, you're using an e-bike and you're 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 struggling with these things. Um, definitely look that up. Like I said, it's Compass carts. but I think for everything with a bike rack, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like twelve hundred bucks. So I mean, I guess if you're spending three or four grand on an e-bike, you're gonna spend money on a trailer. This might be the way to do it, or it might be just something to look at from an idea uh, standpoint and look at it and say, okay, I'm going to adapt my cart to to do this because uh, the, the idea is there. Pretty awesome. Um, one of the other main things, I shot a bunch of the bows and I got some ideas on that. Uh, <laughs> big shot. They They redid their hunter target. And uh, that's kind of all I got out of them with their purchase of uh, Delta McKenzie. That booth was just insane. Like trying to get over there and talk to Hunter and Brandon and Al, um, man, they were were busy. And uh, talking to them for the brief time that I did, uh, that's definitely a good thing. So um, one of the major things that was there was this. Uh, from GSM, I think it's uh, SpyPoint, uh, the 360 camera. and I, I may have him uh, on the podcast to talk about that um, if there's interest, uh, but a 360-degree trail camera. And so I think what most people thought that was going to be was going to be a, like a 360-cam technology, right? Um, and then what do you do for uploading it? Does it take more data? How do you point it? What goes on? Well, that turns out that's not exactly what it is. It is a 360-degree um, trail camera, so it has six different sensors um, all around it, and it has one camera that rotates in there depending on what sensor goes off. So for us, like I said, back to that whole nitpicky um ounces final product fit and finish type thing we are looking at you know it's gonna make noise there's gonna be bugs that get in there and gum up those gears moving that camera around like a woodpeckers gonna see that movement and come and peck out the 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 glass um like it does on any any of our other trail cameras but um this is the the first gen. And and this is, uh, I think where they see things moving. So basically what it does is it just takes a picture from that sensor. So you're not getting any, you know, additional data, anything like that. And they did just decrease the cost of their data plans. He was telling me on that one. So, um, I thought it was interesting. It, it wasn't at all what I expected. Um, uh, strange concept with a lot of moving parts, but I think a, a lot of guys are really going to like it for, you know, you were saying early season, you know, over the summer, putting it out in your food plot and kind of seeing where the deer are coming in from, all that sort of thing. So that was something that was a, a, a really talked about uh, thing there at the show. Um, and then, so I shot the expedition bows, I shot the prime, uh, that RVX, and I think their lower end bow is called the Ronin, which is really a great bow. Um, but you know, I, I, always shied away from the primes because back when they had, um, the dual or the quad cams, I guess, um, you know, John was like, yeah, I can't tune that. I'm not messing with that. So didn't even, uh, entertain him because if the guy that's working on my bows, isn't, isn't going to be able to do it. You know, that that's not my jam. So, um, that Red was was really nice shooting bow. I don't know if I'm getting old, but um, really nice, smooth draw cycle, but there's like one point in it where it's like, seemed like it was really tough, um, uh, for me at 70 pounds, which is, like I said, maybe I'm getting old. Um, uh, but it just, it was just different. Um, but smooth draw cycle, nice bow, um, shooting them with nothing on there. You know, you get to see really how they, they operate. Um, shot the expedition bows, <laughs> shooting that, uh, magnite riser bow is completely unfair cuz it makes every other bow that they have there feel like a brick. Um that's a great shooting bow. I shot it, I said the same thing I shot it at AT or at um at TAC and I told Greg Litzinger I was like, "Man, if that thing wasn't too grand, um I would certainly I would certainly consider it." Um and then I went down to the to the bear booth and uh shot some of those bows just for fun. And uh the whitetail Max is a super great like value in bows got the the echo cam system and shoots great uh that they have uh oh they have uh, another uh the newer version of that barrel Alaskan um that shoot shoots pretty good i didn't shoot their their flagship bow um uh, but that was pretty good and uh, i didn't get a chance to go over there and shoot the pscs but um like i say I, for me it's really hard to like switch off of what I'm doing. although that, uh, that prime um, is a, is a nice bow. I, I would consider that one or that, that whitetail max. I can't, I can't justify spending two grand on one of the other ones, but I would definitely uh, go down to your, your bow shop and take a look at the new, those uh, new offerings. Um, and then where latitude was located. And this is one of the interesting things about these shows is you never know who you're going to be near. Um, so we're doing this spring bear hunt, and I'm trying to debate on whether I need to get a new pair of boots or not. And we were right by the, the Han Vog or Han Wag boots that you may have seen. Um, a really super, super nice guy in there, uh, Will, and uh, tried on some of the boots. Told us all about them, and uh, definitely worth looking into. You know, if you're, you think that the Crispies are a little bit too th- uh stiff, or um, you know, you, you're, you want to try something different. Um, these are more like, uh, they, they have all things. So they have similar ones to like the Crispies as well as all the way up to like a mountaineering style look, uh, full toe cap wrap, like the, uh, Ketitrex, um, check those out. Uh, the one that I really liked was the Ancash too. Um, and then the Banks line, um, those are boots that I think I'm going to definitely get into uh, this year. And then on the other side, so apparently this bow case, so, so Flambeau, um, they have uh, what's called their formula case. Um, and we weren't at ATA last year, so I didn't get to see this. And I don't think I probably would have seen it if I wasn't right next to them. Um, but it's a it's an amazing case. So, like, it's a little bit expensive, but I think everything is. so i I bought I previously bought like one of those Plano like black and yellow cases. They're like a hundred bucks. Um, you know, thinking that that was gonna be like a a good enough case. And I you know, Frank and Ernie both have the matching SKB cases and they're like three hundred dollars plus. And so this one's kind of like right in the middle. It's at one hundred and eighty bucks, but it's like airport approved. It's got a um, pressure release valve in it, which is really interesting because you can actually stand on this and it will change shape where like those SKBs are like, you know, so it's kind of like, a, what do you say? Like uh, like a guitar case or like a luggage for a band, right? But this one is like kind of a flexible material, uh, but when you stand on it, that pressure release valve just slowly pushes the air out of it. Um, and so the guy there, Dante, he was standing on it. it was super cool. Um, it sets up so, like, nothing but the edges of your limb touches the bottom of the case. So I've said this a bunch of times before, like, in jest, but, like, I'm not the maintenance guy. I'm my bow. And there's been many times where I'll go from a snowy or rainy hunt, just put it in the case, and then it freezes, and the next day when I'm taking it out, I'm pulling foam out with it. And there's, if you look at my bow case right now, there's uh, field points and moleskin and Allen wrenches and all stuff like free floating around there, like it makes John sick. Uh, but this case has like an accessory pouch that snaps in there, um, and you can move um, the attachment points for the bow left and right, and then it's got. Um, Night Eyes, actually the brand name Night Eyes gear ties, uh, in it to hold down the riser of your bow. Uh just a really well thought out case. And it what was funny is that these guys had uh just to kind of showcase it, they had some puck lights uh mounted in there. And they're like, No, those we're like, those come in there? That's awesome. And they're like, no, it's just from uh so a couple things from Walmart. So <laughs> you can mount those in there and it's it it's pretty awesome. So that's definitely something that I'm going to be looking into. Um, Cause I'm not happy with my bow case. And that one right there seems like, like a no brainer as far as like the balance between like super high end and functionality. Like it, it it's definitely going to um, hold your bow. It's going to keep it safe. It's got spaces for everything. Um, you can keep your quiver on you can keep your sight on um, all of that stuff and uh, like I said it's got spots for your rangefinder spots for your releases spots for all your accessories so um, that was something that I thought was really cool um, and I think that went over really well for all the guys that were were uh, in the booth you know because we you know in between people or whatever you can go over there and chat with the guys that are around you so that was super cool um, overall a great trip I'm glad that uh that I was able to make it uh I'm going to be headed to Harrisburg for the last weekend um here coming up in February uh, so if anybody's out there uh, you can see uh some of the stuff that we talked about from latitude uh get your hands on it and uh many of the other companies I'm sure Tethers going to be there I'm sure a lot of this stuff's going to be there uh, be your first opportunity um and then tell me what you think so that's kind of where I was at with the show and uh checking all that stuff out and with the mobile hunting stuff, um, not a new product, but that XOP retrograde, I did go over and check that out for hybrid hunting. And that's one other thing, I'm sorry. So, um, one of the things that I felt like kind of missed the mark was the, the Novix, um, hybrid saddle hunting tree stand. Um, they uh, have a saddle platform and this hybrid stand, that uh, you know when I think of Novix I think of the original lone wolfs I think of cast um, and these are all tubular and extruded metal and welded and it just doesn't look like up to the quality that we're that we're used to seeing from from Novix um, and you know a lot of the stuff that's in the space so uh, it it wasn't anything that you know any, of the hardcore mobile hunters that i know uh, the gear guys would look at and say man i gotta have that um so it was it was interesting um to say the least um and if you can find any information on it i think if you go to novix's instagram i think kurt Geyer um did like a quick little uh thing saying hey this is this is what this is um, but yeah you, you take a look at it and make your own uh, decision but i looked at that xop retrograde which is like a, the same kind of shape and size as that wind walker that i've got um, and i think i'm going to pick one of those up just to check it out for the the hybrid hunting uh, type of thing but anyways like i say that's that's kind of uh, my take on uh, what we saw at the show uh, if there is anything that you saw and you, that i didn't mention or you've got any other questions feel free to reach out to me love talking gear going to do a little bit more of that this year but uh, yeah so appreciate it guys Um, thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one